bottom heals me when I'm broken. Strength where I've been weak and forever he'll reign. My God is wholesome, Savior of the is why I'm living. Praise His holy name. My God is awesome. 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 My God is awesome. Let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved For this is the day that the Lord has made Let's rejoice and be glad in it How many of you all are glad to be in the service one more time? Let me check and see How many of you all are glad to be in the service one more time? Amen I see our Zoom congregation slowly populating the space And of course I see all of you who are in the sanctuary And those that are on Facebook and YouTube and uh, Vimeo, as well as on the telephone, we want to welcome you to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you right now. For those that are online, I want you to do me this favor. If you would, text the link of this service to your network. Let them know how appreciative you are, what God is doing in your life, and invite them to join you as far as watching this service. And also, if you're watching us online, would you do us the kind favor of putting in the chat where you're watching us from? We want to, amen, through our digital ministers, give you a major shout out for joining us as far as this worship experience is concerned. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm looking forward to the Lord doing something extraordinary in this place. Amen. Amen. How many of you all are just glad to be in the service one more time? So, hey. I want you to do me this favor, act like you're glad to be in God's house. He gave you another chance, act like you're glad to be in God's house. He woke you up this morning, act like you're glad to be in God's house, started you on your way, gave you health, life, and strength, act like you're glad to be in God's house. I'm going to ask Reverend Bernie, he's going to come and lead us in our worship experience. Come on, y'all, don't stop clapping, don't stop clapping. Aren't you excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? 
Come on, can we celebrate God this morning? When we look back over all we've gone through, when we look back over the many trials, the many conflict, when we look back when the enemy was trying to trap us, we ought to be celebrating this morning. We ought to be excited that God allowed us one more time to get it right. Come on, can we celebrate God this morning? Can we thank God for how he's blessed us? Can we thank God for how he's kept us? Can we thank God for giving us another chance? This is the day that the Lord has made, and we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. We ought to rejoice and be glad. This is the day that the Lord has made. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. And join us in our congregation to him, uh, opening him, crown him.
scripture this morning is coming out of Psalms 147. Psalms 147 and beginning at the first verse. And it reads, praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He called them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts down, he casts the, the wicked down to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp of our God, who covers the heavens with clouds, who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountain. He gives to the beast its food and to the young raven that cry. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those whose hope in his mercy. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for how you have kept us. We thank you, Lord, for how you have blessed us. We thank you, Lord, for being a provider. We thank you, Lord, that in spite of our imperfection, God, you still see fit, God, to grant us mercy, God. And for that, Lord, we want to say thank you this morning. Thank you for being a God of grace, God. A God of mercy, God. A God who, in spite of everything we go through, God, you still seem to pick us up, God, and turn us around, God, and allow us to have another chance. Oh, God, we thank you for that this morning, God. Oh, God, we come to worship you, God. Because, God, besides you, there is none other. We come to give you praise this morning, God. Lord, because we need you this morning, God. God, our spirits might be broken, God, but you are a healer, God. So we pray right now in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, that you will come on into our, this place, God. Come on into our hearts this morning. Come on into our minds here, God. Oh, God, come on and sup with us this morning, God. Oh, God, we want to feast off of you, God. But, God, we can't do it, Lord God, unless you come here, God. So, Lord, here we are, God. Broken vessels, God. Here we are, God. Standing in the need of you, God. Here we are, God. Coming to worship you, God. But we can't do it, Lord, unless you come. So, Lord, come on in the place, God. Come on in the house, God. Have your way, God. Speak to our minds this morning, God. Heal us, God, where we're broken, God. Mend us, God, where we're weak, God. Strengthen us, God, like only you can, God. Oh, Lord, we need you this morning, God. We need you this morning, God. We can't worship God unless you come in. So, Lord, here we are, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, God, in our hearts, God. Have your way, God. With us, God. Loose us, God that we might praise you, God. We thank you for these things. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we give the Lord a hand of praise? Amen. You may be seated.
Oh, can we come on, give God a thank you praise right now. When you think about all that God has done, you can't help but to give him thanks. Amen. Let me try that one more time. When you think, you can't help but thank. And when you think, it will cause you to think. Let me try that one more time. When you think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for you, you can't help but to give God thanks for all he's done for you. Let me try that one more time. When you think about all that God has done for you, you can't help but to thank God for all that God has done for you. Amen. Thank you to our wonderful uh, women's ensemble for blessing us. Let's give God praise for this wonderful gift. Amen. 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 One thing that I that I love about our church is that we have uh, just one of the best, most incredible, most awesomeness. I know that ain't a word, but I'm making it up. Music ministries around. Amen. 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 Good morning, St. Paul. And good morning to all of those who are visiting with us. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're certainly delighted and elated for you being here as far as your presence is concerned. Um, before I get started, I just want to, if I could, I want to acknowledge uh, I have any guests that we have in the house. If you would just stand, we want to give you a big amen, a big shout if this is the first time or even the second, third time. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for all of our guests. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for taking time out to be with us in worship. I believe I see Reverend Fanta Lansden. Uh, is that you, Fanta? Amen. The pastor of the St. James Presbyterian Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. She used to be with our good friend, Dr. Jerry Cannon. And uh, of course, the Lord has elevated her to the position of pastor, and she's hanging out with us today here at St. Paul. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. Amen. Let's give God praise for her. I want to just uh, reiterate a few things as we move forward uh, and inform you on some other things, and then we're going to receive the Lord's offering and, of course, have prayer. Our church conference is going to be Saturday, August the 6th, Saturday, August the 6th at 9 o'clock in the morning. Registration is open for uh, you to register. It's going to be totally virtual, uh, so we need for you to register if you want to be a part of our church conference. That's where, of course, we will present the financials, present our budget. I will share with you how we will proceed as far as this next fiscal year is concerned. So we look forward to you joining us. I also just want to mention as far as Souls to the Pole Sunday that's taking place today, uh, following our worship experience, um, it's time to vote for Charlotte's City Council and for mayor. Sample ballots will be available at the church starting last Sunday. Do your research and come ready to participate. Please, ma'am, please, sir, exercise your right to vote. Let me just say that uh, some numbers that were given to me uh, this last week is we've had less than 10,000 people to early vote in the city election. That's a crying shame. Let me say that one more time. We've only had, we've had less than 10,000 people 
to vote in the city election. That's a crying shame. Uh, if y'all don't vote, and the reason I say y'all because I can't vote. Because I don't live in Charlotte proper. But you need to vote and if possible, do it early. Here's the deal. Things that impact you the most happens on the local level. City council, county commissioners, state legislatures, governors, the things that impact you the most happen on the local level. Elections are going to be, I believe, on Tuesday, the 26th of this month. And I know things are in a topsy-turvy because we're not accustomed to voting this time of the year. But hear me, hear me well. You need to vote. And I want to encourage you, if you live in the city of Charlotte, go to the polls today and cast your vote. Get it out the way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, We got annual Youth Sunday that's going to be taking place on July the 31st at 10 o'clock. And the youth of St. Paul will be leading our worship service, and our guest preacher will be our own, Minister Eric Edwards. And so we want you to join our young people as far as service is concerned. Um, I'm getting ready to go off script just for a moment to really uh, talk about uh, COVID and the need for you to get vaccinated. There's a new strand out, you all. It's called BA5. And BA5 variant is more virulent, more contagious than any other variant that has been out. As a matter of fact, it spreads quicker outdoors than any other variant. Now, I know that folks are saying you can go to concerts and all that stuff and not wear a mask. But here at St. Paul, We're going to continue to wear masks. And we're going to continue to practice social distance. And I want to encourage you, please, ma'am, please, sir, get vaccinated. The vaccine does not keep you from getting COVID. But my God, if you get it, it'll keep you from going into the hospital or dying. Get boosted. Uh, If they come out with a third booster shot, I'm going to take it. Uh, Get boosted. It's going to be here with us for a while. And so, ma'am, sir, we need you to get vaccinated. I don't want to do another funeral where one of our disciples died because of COVID. Amen? And so we need you to do what you can do And let the Lord take care of the rest. All right? Amen. Amen. So we strongly encourage you to get vaccinated. Let me just also say that we are in casual mode. And I forgot to mention that last month. But we're in casual mode. And as you can see, I ain't got on the tie today. Um, But we're in casual mode. And so for those who um, want to come casual, business casual, uh, we encourage you to to do that. We're going to be in casual mode. Because next Sunday, I'm coming in fraternity attire. Because my fraternity brothers will be taking over Charlotte, North Carolina. The Q's are coming to town. 
Yeah, the bros are coming into town starting on Wednesday all the way through next through the following Tuesday. And so quite a few of them are going to come to church and uh, worship with us. And, and I'm going to take care of them after service. Um, but uh, I'm going to be coming in fraternal attire on next week. So, um, Scott, will you be here? George? George? See, see, my first, my first time coming to a conclave was 20 years ago when I crossed, and it was here in Charlotte. And so we're looking forward to having a good time um, with you all. So all the single ladies. <laughs> amen, amen. Moving from, from that to the sublime, let me, if I could, I want to um, uh, call your attention as far as a prayer concerns um, that we want to lift before you. We want to lift up the family of Sister Sarah Copeland, the sister of Disciple Dolores Thompson, and um, Wendell Stanton. The services will be held on Friday, July 22nd at the Rosadale Home of Funerals um, on Independence. Is that it? No, that's not Independence. Awake will be on Thursday, July 21st at the family home from 6 to 8. And uh, also we want to mention that the family of Joe Craig, nephew of Disciple Deacon Karen Archibald, um, uh, he has died, and those services are pending. And we also want to lift up the family of uh, Sister Rachel Harris. We funeralized her this past Friday, and we want to keep them um, lifted up in prayer. The mother of Brother Ezell Harris and Sister Patricia Williams, and those services were this Friday here at St. Paul. Um, and so there may be some other prayer concerns that you may want to uh, lift up to the Lord. I'm going to ask Reverend Bernie if he would come and be prepared to take us to the throne of grace in prayer. Um, but if you have your own prayer concern, we want you to share um, as far as your own particular space at this time. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, it is again, Lord, that we approach your throne this morning, God. Lord, we approach your throne, God, uh, first just to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, that even in the midst of what we experience in this life, God, we know, God, that you are still by our side. So, Lord, we pray right now, God, that you would just allow your presence, God, to be with those who are bereaved, be with those who lost family members. God, we know, God, that, that death will come through all our door, at all our doors, God. But, Lord, we acknowledge, God, that it is tough. God, that sometimes we don't understand, God, but Lord, we know you, God. And so, Father, we ask, God, that you will help us to cast our cares upon you, God, knowing, God, that you can sustain us. God, you can keep us, God. You can be there, God, in our sorrow, God, in our grief, God. Oh, Father, we pray, God, that you will be with these families, God. God, that you will wrap them up in your love, God. Give them peace, God. God, that surpasses all of our understanding, God. We pray, Father. Even for those that are sick, those that are experiencing sickness right now, God, allow your healing power, God, to strengthen them. Oh, God, allow your spirit, God, to minister to them, God. Allow your spirit, God, to let them know, God, that although it may seem strange right now, although they may be weak right now, God, your strength is made perfect, God, in their weakness, God. Heal their body, God, for we know you are a healer, God. We've seen you done it before, God. Heal their body, God. Restore them, God. 
back to full, full strength, God. We thank you for what you will do, God. We ask our old Heavenly Father for even those prayers, God, that were not called out, even those names that were not called out, even those that are watching us, God. We know, God, that whatever they're experiencing right now, God, God, you can help them, God. You can keep them, God. You can restore them, God. You can bring them us. So, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, God. God, do what you do best, God. Work it out in their lives. Work out that situation, God. Work out, God, where it be financial, God. Work out, God, where it might be mentally, God. Oh, Father, we pray, God. God, that you will arrest them right where they are, God. Let them know, God, that you're working it out for their good, God. Oh, God, we thank you today. We thank you for your spirit, God. We thank you for your power, God. We thank you, Lord, for all that you will do, God. And we bless you, God. We depend on you, God. For, God, nobody else can do it like you, God. So, Father, help us, God. Minister to us, God. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 If you believe that God is answering your prayer, can you give God the praise that God so richly and rightfully deserve? Amen. 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 Sisters and brothers, it's offering time. It is offering time. It's offering time. It's offering time. It's offering time. Let me just share that as we prepare to give unto the Lord at this particular time, uh, I want to make a special appeal uh, as far as the Charlotte Rescue Mission is concerned. We have raised nearly $9,000 for the Charlotte Rescue Mission. Go ahead and give yourselves a round of applause. We want to try to raise at least $50,000 by the end of September so that we can give to the Charlotte Rescue Mission as they are in the process of getting ready to build a new facility to house men and women who are dealing with addiction. And of course, if we raise this money and we give it, our name will go on a special recognition uh, plaque to be reviewed in perpetuity. And so uh, as we prepare to give, please keep that in mind. And as we come and here at St. Paul, we still give tithes and offerings. Somebody to catch that on the way home. Uh, we still give tithes and offerings. And so as you prepare to give, there are three ways that you can give here at St. Paul Church. First of all, you can either mail your check or money order to St. Paul at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you could drop off your check, cash, or money order here at the church. Uh, just call the church office at 704-334-5309. Make sure someone is here to receive your offering before you come. You can also give through our church website, through ACS or Church Life. You can also give through the app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app, connect to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give as far as your smart device is concerned. If you have a physical offering in the church right now, there is a basket on the row in front of you. And at the appropriate time, we will ask that you would just place your offering in the basket that is closest to you. At this time, I'm going to ask if you would take your offering, place it in your right hand. And if you can, lift it to the heaven. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come right now and we say thank you for the wonderful opportunity to partner with you in doing the work of redemption and kingdom building. We pray right now, God, that you would take these offerings of ours and bless them according to your word. For those that are practicing the discipline of giving tithes and offerings, your word has a promise connected to that. 
For those that give something, Lord, we pray that you will bless them and continue to increase their faith so they get to the discipline of giving biblically. And then, God, for those who don't feel like they have to give anything, if you would continue to convict them that they can't beat you giving no matter how hard they try. Take these gifts of ours, multiply them in a Godful way so that your word, your work, your witness, and your worship will go forth through the tribe known as St. Paul. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Let every heart that truly believes say amen. Amen. For those of you all who have fiscal offering, if you will, place the offering in the basket closest to you on the row in front of you. We thank God for your giving.
If you know it's all well, can you give the God that makes it all well the praise that he so richly and rightfully deserved? Thank you to our wonderful sisters for blessing us with your gift of song. We greatly appreciate um, the lift that you give as far as this worship experience is concerned. I want you to, if you would... Um, I want to call your attention to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Now I want to lift up verses 1 through 7 for your hearing. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. And I'll be reading um, from the New King James Version of the Word of God. It reads like this, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elijah, saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all of those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons will live on the rest. If you will pray for me, I want to preach this sermon, how to get a miracle. How to get a miracle. How many of you all really believe that the God of the cosmos is sovereign, powerful, and omnipotent enough to do the supernatural in your life? The God we serve, the Christ who has redeemed us, the Holy Spirit who guides us, is ready to bless each and every one of us beyond our wildest imagination so that you and I can become walking, living testimonies of God's power, grace, mercy, and authority. I'm here to let you know that the God we serve is not some figment of our imagination to scare us straight with judgment, but rather God is a wonderful blesser and a mighty miracle worker 
who wants to improve the conditions of God's children and God's creation. The problem with a whole lot of us in the church and out in the street is we lack the capacity to anticipate and even appreciate the movement of God in our midst to do what we cannot do for ourselves. I will attest that the reason why we don't see a lot of miracles in 2022 is because we don't have faith to expect God to do the impossible. Perhaps the pervasive issue in today's culture is the misunderstanding, misinterpretation, and misapplication of what a miracle is. A miracle is work done by divine power for a divine purpose that is beyond human imagination. So when you think about a miracle, it is something so wonderful and so unusual, an event, an experience, or a discovery that is so strange that all you can say is, wow. Biblical scholar William Taylor puts it like this when he said that a miracle is a work out of the usual sequences of secondary causes and effects which cannot be accounted for by the ordinary operation of those causes and which is produced by the agency of God through the instrumentality of one who claims to be his representative and in attention of the message which he brings. Huh? In other words, God works miracles through women and men to create positive change supernaturally for those who are suffering, oppressed, marginalized, and outcast for them to do something that they could not do themselves that is outside of themselves so that when they look unto the hills from whence cometh they help, all they can say is, my help comes from the Lord. Whenever you read the Bible, Whenever you see a miracle, the miracle is never defined by natural or scientific means, but it is defined from the standpoint of moral power, moral authority, moral aim, and moral source, and even a moral effect for which they represent. In other words, when you receive a miracle or you see a miracle, or you hear a miracle, you have to admit it is nobody but God, even when it comes to God's representative. <laughs> Nevertheless, beloved, when you experience a miracle or witness a miracle or hear about a miracle, it is because somebody lacks the capacity to get over the hump and function with a sense of purpose, power, and passion. This is because God has to step in and deal with those who feel defenseless, hopeless, and helpless to change or improve their situation based on the systems and structures of the culture. Therefore, you might not see too many miracles among the rich and famous, among the high-minded and the haughty, among the snooty and the snobs, because they are intimately connected to the systems of this world. They cannot even appreciate the blessings in their lives because they have concluded that they have what they have without the aid and assistance of God. However, even when God gets ready to work a miracle in your life, 
You got to be in position, ready and willing to do your part to bring the miracle to pass. James was correct when he said those words that faith without works is dead. This means that you and I must be active participants with God to bring the supernatural into our natural realm so that we can experience the glory of God. All I'm trying to let you all know is that if you want a miracle, you got to do something to make the miracle happen. Because if you want a miracle, and I know somebody's not going to like this, God does not bring miracles to folks who are lazy. God works miracles for those who are in position to at least demonstrate initiative to want to change their situation. All I'm trying to let you all know is that even when you think you're powerless, you're not. Walter Wink in his book, Engaging the Powers, claims that a sense of powerlessness is always a spiritual disease deliberately induced by the powers that keep us in compliance. So anytime we feel powerless, we need to step back and we need to raise this question. What power or principality has me under its spell? Because no one is never totally powerless. Even if it's a matter of you changing the attitude about how you're going to die, you are never fully under the control of powers that be unless you give them power. Theologian Heinrich Slyer says that Jesus has left the devil only whatever power unbelief allows the devil to have. So if you and I are to use our faith to experience the blessings that God has for us, then we got to be willing to expect God to work a miracle in our midst and do our part to bring the miracle to pass. Our problem is what seems to be impossible is usually somebody else's limited vision or limited faith by which we allow ourselves to become stuck in our mess. And therefore, the biblical definition of faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, then if I could do a quick exegesis, exposition, and explanation of this definition, all I'm trying to let you all know is that faith is the confidence that possibility can transcend compulsion, that freedom can go beyond necessity, that life always triumphs over death and eternity will swallow up time in victory. And this is what had to happen in the text for the woman I present to you to emerge with a post-miracle shout that gave her a joy that the world can't give nor take away. In the text, we encounter a woman who was married to a prophet who had been working for Elisha. The prophet uh, biblical scholars contend Reverend Bernie was probably Obadiah. Obadiah died, left his wife with an enormous debt. Her sons were getting ready to be sold into slavery to pay off the debt. She comes to Elisha, who now is the chief prophet because he has succeeded Elijah. 
Elisha name means God helps. Elijah means my God is. So she comes to Elisha because his name personifies and demonstrates what she needs. She already know who God is. She now needs God's help. Obadiah back then did not have life insurance. They could not get a job because she was a woman. And during those times, women were expected to stay home and raise the children. Thank God for a change in the times. Back during then, if you were a wet widow, you were at the mercy and the compassion of the community. Sister girl was not concerned about paying any of her bills. She was concerned about her boys becoming slaves. So she was willing to do whatever she had to do to keep her sons from going into slavery to pay off a debt that they did not make. The widow talks to Elisha about the situation. And notice, she didn't ask for anything. All she did was make Elisha aware of her horrible situation with the hope he had a solution. And Elijah asked two questions. What shall I do for you? And what do you have in the house? Now, I know for somebody, that's not your cue to shout. But when I read that, I had to give God praise. Here it is. Uh, she, uh, Elijah asked her two questions. What shall I do for you? Second question is, what do you have in your house? Now, I know here at St. Paul, we may not shout over that, but... If you really understood what I just dropped on you, one or two of y'all would at least raise your hand and say, look at what God is doing. Because, see, the first question dealt with the problem. The second question gave her a solution. The, the, the first question got her to thinking. The second question got her to moving. The, the, the first question gave her clarity. The second question moved her toward a conclusion. The, the, the first question articulated her agony, but the second question put her in position to get a miracle. Notice, notice church, what she tells Elijah. She said, Elijah, I have nothing except a jar of oil. I, I have nothing except a jar of oil. Could it be that she wasn't thinking much about the jar of oil that she had? And isn't it amazing how we overlook the small, simple things in our lives to which God can use to do something major and miraculous? So, so, so notice, notice what Elijah, Elijah tells her to do. Elijah says, tell you what, I want you to go to Bebe, Ray Ray, Shaniqua, and Shatuan's house. Get some empty vessels. Get as many as you can. Come back to your house. Close the door behind you. Pour the oil into the empty vessels. Set aside the full ones. Sister girl did everything the prophet told her to do. The time came when she ran out of vessels. The Bible says the oil stopped flowing. Elijah says, all right, go sell the oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons will live on the rest. Boy, I really wish one day, Reverend Bernie, we would learn how to shout on the Bible. Say, say, Paul, I, can, can, can I preach Bible just for a moment? Notice what Elijah says, go sell the oil, pay your debt, 
and you and your son going to live on the rest for the rest of your days. Boy, y'all don't know when to shout. That, that's a shout cue right there. And I really could shut it down, go home right now, because we know the end of the story. But can I help you all to wrestle just for a few moments how Sister Girl was able to get a miracle out of a seemingly impossible situation. And here it is. First of all, if you're going to get a miracle, your faith must be connected to your works. <laughs> it's right there. It's right there in the text. Right there in the text. Faith must be connected to your works. We are told in the text that Elisha asked her two questions and gave her some instructions. He told her to go and borrow empty vessels from her neighbors. Now remember, sister girl said all she had was a jar of oil. Elijah is stirring up her faith by asking her some questions and then giving her some instructions. She is told to do something. Go, borrow, pour, sell. Now notice the implication of the words. Elijah did not tell her to go and get empty vessels. He told her to go and borrow empty vessels. Y'all, words are important. He, he told her to go and borrow empty vessels. And, and if you're going to borrow something, it is the intention that you're going to give it. Help me preach this thing. Um, uh, Dr. Redmond, th this is why this is why when it comes to family and friends and other folks, uh, when any, anytime anybody asks me to lend them some money, I, 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 got, I, I need to clarify it. And the reason I need to clarify it because I need to know, am I giving this to you? Or are you borrowing it from me? Because if you borrowing it from me, I want it back. But if I'm giving it to you, I'm not looking to get anything back. Which is why faith is a call to action. Elijah said, go borrow vessels from your neighbor. Real faith does not produce a welfare mentality. Real faith is not looking for God to be your Santa Claus, your cosmic bellhop, your sugar daddy, or your cougar mama. Real faith is not God giving you a hand out, but a hand up. Sister girl did not ask any questions. She wasn't trying to figure out what was going to happen. She didn't try to analyze the possibilities. All she did was listen to the prophet and followed his instructions because sister girl needed a miracle quick, fast, and in a hurry. She didn't know how it was going to happen. She didn't know when it was going to happen. She didn't know the catalyst for how it was going to happen. She is not like a lot of us postmodern church folks that when we try to exercise faith, we got to ask God a whole lot of questions. Because had that been some of us, we would have been saying, now, Reverend Elijah, I heard your instructions. But first, let me go home and pray about it. Uh, 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 Reverend Elijah, 
uh, let me find somebody that I can touch and agree about this thing. Uh, uh, I'm going to go get some pots, but I don't know if God's going to do anything. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the pots home if it's the Lord's will. Well, Elijah, I'll think about it and get back with you. No, I'm getting ready to drop a tweetable on you. Faith always comes before a miracle. And where there is no faith, there can be no miracle. And if your faith does not connect with your works, then don't expect God to do something on your behalf if you aren't willing to do something yourself. Uh-oh. Brother Dunlap is getting real quiet in here. Sometimes you got to change your, your attitude. Sometimes you got to make a sacrifice. Sometimes you got to do a little work. Jesus will not do for you that you can do for yourself. If you aren't willing to do what Jesus tells you to do, then don't expect a miracle. I know it's getting ready to get quiet in here. Don't pray for good results on a test and you're not willing to open up a book and study. Is this mic on? Don't, don't, don't pray for good health if you aren't willing to eat well, sleep well, exercise, and take your medicine. Is this mic on? Don't, don't pray for a job if you're not willing to at least put in some applications. Don't, don't pray for a new house and you ain't keeping up the apartment that you got. And don't pray for a miracle if you aren't willing to be obedient because faith without works is dead. I figured this wasn't going to be a shout sermon. But when I read my Bible, uh, those who got miracles always did something to get the miracle. By faith, Noah built an ark before it ever rained. By faith, Abraham started walking and didn't even have ways or a GPS. By faith, uh, Moses listened to a burning bush, followed the instructions of the burning bush, went down into Egypt and told Pharaoh, let my people go. By faith, uh, Joshua marched around the walls of Jericho and they fell flat. By faith, uh, David slew Goliath with a slingshot and a rock. By faith, uh, Peter walked on water. By faith, Paul and Silas prayed and the jailhouse rocked. By faith, Harriet Tubman led over 300 slaves to freedom. By faith, blacks and whites in South defeated segregation and Jim Crow. By faith, somebody here can praise God because you got the college degree. By faith, you were able to keep the house because at least you made some phone calls. By faith, you endured some storms. By faith, you overcame some trials. By faith, you shed some tears, but you saw God wipe the tears from your eyes. By faith, your miracle is on the way. Who am I talking to in the house right now that ain't afraid to admit I did my part and I watched God do his part and God blew my mind. 
Somebody holler, by faith. By faith. Uh, something else the Texas Taylor teaches, and it's this. Use whatever you have and obey God's instructions. The text tells us that sister girl said, I have nothing except but a jar of oil. <laughs> that, that, that jar of oil was probably some anointed oil in a little flask. Little flask. Little, 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 little flask. And when Elijah asked her what she had in the house, she said, nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Nothing in the house but a jar. <sighs> see, see, I, I, I've learned how to read the Bible exegetically enough to learn how there are certain words you need to shout on. And one of the words I want to shout on right now is but. Because, because when you move in what God will have for you to do, what, what seems to be impossible, God will drop a but in your situation to, to remind you that what you think you ain't got, you really got. And if you put it in the hands of God, God will blow your mind. Am I talking to anybody in the house that got to get your butt out of the way and watch God do something that will blow your mind? I ain't got nothing but a jar. All right, I'm coming to somebody's couch. I'm coming to somebody's pew. I'm coming to somebody's street. I'm coming to somebody's house. I ain't got nothing but $5. I ain't got nothing but a little raggedy car. I ain't got nothing but a cane. I ain't got nothing but my time. But if you give God what you have, God will blow your mind and show you who God is. Here, 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 here. Here's the shout. Elijah tells her, go borrow from your neighbors as many empty vessels as you can get. And he tells her, don't get a few. Get a lot. Now, 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 Reverend Lansden, can I do a little exegetical work for a moment? He tells her to get a lot of vessels. But the text says she got a jar of oil. <laughs> he tells her to go get a vessel. Vessels, but all she got That's all I got. He says, go get vessels. Now, in the Hebrew, the word vessel really means pots. Oh, God. It really means pots. So, 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 y'all know a pot is bigger. Help me preach this thing. Now, 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 can I tell you, the prophet wasn't concerned about the jar. But what was inside the jar? Help me preach this thing. But y'all know a jar can't hold as much as a pot. But it was in the jar that counted. All right, y'all miss your cue shout. Y'all miss your shout cue. Here it is. Too many of us get caught up about the container when God is more concerned, not about the container, but what is in the container. God wasn't going to do a miracle on the jar. God was going to do a miracle on the oil that was in the jar. 
It wasn't the style of the jar, but it was the substance in the jar. There was anointing oil in the jar. She didn't have much, but at least she had something. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but many of us right now need to give God praise because you ain't have much. But at least you had something and you gave it to the Lord. Y'all, I feel like one. I'm going to take off my shoes and run around this church at least five times. Here it is. I want you to understand, beloved, that God ain't concerned about your job. He wants to work with your oil. And the oil was used to anoint the body. So he tells her, take the empty vessels and start pouring the oil from the little jar into the many empty vessels. The pots were being filled by the little jar of oil. Big pots being filled by a little jar. Let me say that again. Big pots being filled by a little jar. Therefore, the joy jar of oil was all she had. Therefore, she used all she had to see God work a miracle in her life. She wasn't stashing away some oil for a rainy day. The oil was all she had. And the miracle did not occur because she had a little. The miracle occurred because she used her all. <laughs> when you give God your all, regardless of it being great or small, you are trusting God to take your nothing or to take your little and do something major with it. That's because God is going to get the glory and you're going to go and tell the story. How many of y'all know that God can do a whole lot more with your little than you can ever do with your whole lot? God took a little rock and knocked out Goliath. God took five loaves and two sardines, fed 5,000 men beside women and children and had enough to gather to fill 12 baskets with leftovers. God took 12 outcasts and built his church. God took pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters and built Fisk, Morehouse, Spellman, Howard, North Carolina A&T, Johnson C. Smith, North Carolina Central, Jackson State, and other HBCUs. And God wants to take somebody. You think you ain't got much, but God wants to take your gifts and do some major ministry in this place. If all you got a little, then give God your little, because God can do a little with your whole life. But if you ain't going to give God your all, then don't expect much from God. Let me. Can I give y'all something else? Because now, now this, this, this going to mess up Gen Zers and Millennials and folks who always got to tell something. Because, Scott, some miracles require privacy to come to fruition. Some, some miracles, you don't need to tell. Elijah, it's in the text, it's in the text. Elijah, Elijah says, close your door. Shut the door. He didn't want publicity about this miracle. Uh, uh, Elijah wanted God, not him, to get the credit. As a matter of fact, Elijah ain't even there to watch the miracle take place. Preach Robert Charles Scott. 
in 2022, the need for privacy, I'm stressing to show God's ability to work and demonstrate that God's action and power is always available and you don't need to always be interrupted by outside distractions. Can't you hear? Can't you hear? Can't you hear sister girl closing the door and her neighbors saying, what you doing? You got to be careful with whom you share stuff with. Why, 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 why are you taking all these empty pots to your house? Ridiculing her. You ain't got nothing in your house. Shaming her. You done lost your husband, now you done lost your mind. Insulting her. Hey, hey girl, what you gonna do with all those pots? Questioning her. Only thing you got left in your house is air, and now you gonna bottle and sell that too? Laugh at her. If this happened today, and if I was playing the role of Elijah, I would tell to say to some man, woman, boy, or girl, go home. Shut your door. Turn off the cell phone. Don't get on the TV. Don't turn on your radio. Don't get on your computer. Don't take a picture. Don't post anything on social media. No Facebook. No Instagram. No TikTok. No Snapchat. No Twitter. No podcast. Get rid of the distractions because God wants your undivided attention. Here's the scene. Here's the scene. Here's the scene. The door was closed at her house. She poured oil into the empty vessels. Her sons kept bringing her empty vessels. They were focused on the task at hand. The filling process could only be done in the presence of God. When your neighbors know you're in need, when certain folks know you going through a storm when your so-called friends know you are having a hard time making ends meet and God gives you a certain set of directions when your club members know you're caught between hell and a rock you got to be careful with whom you share some stuff with because you can't let everybody know what God is trying to do for you or in you or to you or through you because your family, your friends, your Sarah, your frat, your Masonic brother, your Eastern star sister, your church folks, your pew buddy will talk you out of your blessing if you let them. You know how Negroes and Negroes can be. Reverend, what you talking about? That don't make any sense. I don't know why you give me your tithes and offerings to the church. That don't make any sense. Why you gonna listen to that preacher? 
You, you don't know what they're doing with your money. It don't take all that. Don't even waste your time filling out the application because you ain't going to get the job anyway. You need to gather yourself. You need to learn how to shut the door because everybody don't need to be in your business because some people are going to block your miracle. Am I talking to anybody in here that know you have encountered some miracle blockers in your life? I want you to know what God has for you is just for you, but you ain't going to get it if you ain't in the right place and in the right frame of mind. You got to get away from the distractions, get away from people, get away from things in order for you to get your miracle. Don't you know that when you deal with God in secret, God will reward you in open, but you got to learn how to, bam, shut the door. If you're looking for a miracle, bam, shut the door. You're waiting for a blessing, bam, shut the door. You're waiting for a word, bam, shut the door. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I love you, but I need to, bam, shut the door. Situation only God can fix, bam, shut the door. You need God to show up, bam, shut the door. You need God to heal your body, bam, shut the door. You need a peace of mind, bam, shut the door. That's what the saints meant when they sing that song. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He'll hear our fainted cry and won't he answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer wheel turning and you know a little fire is burning, you'll find a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. Am I talking to anybody in the house? They ain't afraid to testify every now and then you had to close some folks out of your life so you could get to where you are right now I don't know who I'm talking to but I believe I got about 11 I'll make 12 they got to give God praise because you had to shut some stuff out so you could be where you are right now can I drop one more thing on y'all can I give you one more thing can I give you one more thing? Can I give you one more thing? Oh, go ahead and give him praise. Can I give you one more thing? Because when the Lord dropped this on me, I shouted. Here it is. The extent of your miracle is only limited by how much you exercise your faith. bless you based upon what you bring into God's presence. The Bible says that the woman kept pouring oil until all the vessels she collected ran out. Ah, help me preach this thing, Bernie. Ah, ah, she said to her boys, bring me another. Her boys said, we run out of vessels. And the oil stopped flowing. When all the jars that she had collected, all the vessels she had collected was filled, the oil stopped flowing. I'm going to let that linger for a moment because I, 
I believe somebody in here about to feel like you're about to take off and run around the church about what I'm about to drop on you. Let me say it one more time. All the vessels she had collected, when they got full, the oil stopped flowing. Perhaps if she had more vessels, she would have gotten some more oil. And the opposite is true as well. If she only had a few vessels, then she wouldn't have gotten as much oil as she did. All right. Here's the principle I want to get to you before I sit down and take my seat. God keeps giving God's self to you and me as long as we bring to God something or somebody God can use. Preach Robert Charles Scott. Y'all ain't going to like what I'm getting ready to say, but I'm getting ready to say because it's in the text. When you stop bringing, God stop giving. James says you have not because you ask not. So if you come to God as an empty vessel before a full fountain, do I have anybody that know that God will fill you up? Now, here's what you got to appreciate about you and me being a vessel. Because we ain't fixed and shaped in capacity like this bottle I'm holding. You and I are flexible. You and I are elastic, which means that the more the Lord pours into us, if we make ourselves available, the more the Lord will pour into us. You miss your shell cue. I said the more the Lord pour into us. If we make ourselves available, the more the Lord will pour into you. And the more the Lord pours into you, the more you expand. And the more you expand, the more you can do. And the more you can do, the more the Lord gets the glory. I come to let you know that when you give yourself to the Lord, there are no boundaries and no capacity except for our faith. Do I have anybody in here that know that if you abide by Ephesians 3 and 20, he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Oh, y'all missing your shout cue, but I'm going to go ahead and give God praise anyhow. God is saying, give me what you have, including your weaknesses, your mess, your sorrow, your tears, your troubles, your trials, your temptations, your pains, your problems, your perplexities, your predicaments, your struggle, your stress, your sickness, your gifts, your skills, your successes, your talents, your failures, and watch me work. Too many of you all are missing the blessing that God wants to give you because you're so prideful. But don't you let your pride prevent you from getting the miracle that God wants to work in your life. Don't you let your situation stop you from getting the miracle that God wants to work in your life. Y'all got to excuse me. I feel my Mississippi slipping out. But God wants to do something major in your life. And do I have anybody that know the God we serve is great enough, sovereign enough, majestic enough, powerful enough, loving enough, merciful enough, gracious enough, omnipotent enough, omnipresent enough, transcendent enough to do a miracle in your life. Good morning, St. Paul. May the Lord bless you real good. But can I let my Mississippi come out? <laughs>
Can I preach it the way that I feel it? Because if you give God your problem, watch God solve it. If you give God your life, watch God save it. If you give God your sins, watch God forgive you. If you give God your mess, watch God clean you. If you give God your hurt, watch God heal you. If you give God your enemy, watch God subdue them. If you give God your tithes, watch God bless you. If you give God your confusion, watch God calm you. If you give God your finances, watch God free you. If you give God your soul, watch God lift you. If you give God your all, watch God work a miracle. Is there anybody here that's looking for a miracle? Is there anybody here that need God to do the supernatural? Well, I dare you right now, give God what you have and watch God blow your mind. Do I have anybody in the house right now that can raise your hand and say, Reverend Scott, not only do I know what God can do, I've seen God work a miracle in my life. Y'all got to excuse me. I done preached myself happy. But do I have anybody that ain't afraid to testify if God healed your body? That's a miracle. And you want to give God the best praise you have. If God made a way out of no way, you ought to bless his name. If God took care of you when you didn't know how you're going to take care of yourself, you ought to give God your praise. I wish I had a few folks in the house that wasn't ashamed to lift up your hands, throw back your head, give God a praise for the miracles he's already worked in your life. And that's why I can say that song, Lord. I'm available to you my will I give you I'll do what you say to do use me Lord to show someone the way and enable me to say my storage is empty and I am available to you are you available are you available are you available say yes say yes say yes God is waiting on the precipice of the balconies of heaven to shower you with blessings and miracles and favor if you do what you can do. If you give God what you have. Every miracle in the Bible, Old and New Testament, that I read, whether it was the prophet or whether it was Jesus or the disciples, they always required the person that needed the miracle to do something. Nowhere in Scripture did I see God bless lazy, non-committal folks. And the problem is, too many folks in today's culture want a miracle without movement. That ain't how God is doing this thing. 
God is requiring you to do something. And the first thing, if you really want a miracle, is you got to know the God that can work the miracle. Yeah, you got, you got to know the God that can work the miracle. I want to extend to you right now. Y'all can have a seat. I want to extend to you right now. Deacons come. Y'all stand sentinels. Um, I, I want to encourage you right now. If you don't know who Jesus Christ is in part of your sin, I want to encourage you to have a relationship with God by placing your faith and confidence in Jesus. And I don't care what the culture says. I still believe Reverend Bernie Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man, one boy, girl come to the Father except through him. Uh, we should have had more than one clap. I ain't even opened the doors of the church. You coming down already? God bless you. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else? If you want a relationship with God, I want to invite you to come on down. I want to invite you to come on down. I want to invite you to come on down. God bless you. I want to, I want to invite you to come on down. She's coming to stand with him. Will there be, listen, 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 listen. I want to lead you. I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to lead you in a prayer right now. Prayer of new life, prayer of brand new start. Prayer of new life, prayer of brand new start. And if this prayer connects with you, I want you to make a decision for you to Christ the church. Christ the church and come on down. So, so all heads bowed, all eyes closed, repeat after me. God, the greatest miracle you can give to me is salvation. And I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe he died on the cross and God raised him from the dead. I believe one day Jesus is coming back. But until then, Send your Holy Spirit into my life so I can live for you. Forgive me of all my sins. Help me be the person God wants me to be. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer. Amen. Hear me and hear me well. Here is the call I want to make right now. If you're here, you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You've never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you confess it, but you didn't really appreciate it back then. But now you're coming now. I want you to do me this favor. This is you getting ready to work your miracle. Watch this. This is you getting ready to work your miracle. If you're here, you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus. You've never been baptized. Maybe you were baptized, but you didn't understand it then. I want you to do me this favor. Hold up your hand. This is the beginning of your miracle. Hold up your hand. If you know you need a relationship with God through Jesus, hold up your hand. Now, you want to get this miracle? If you got your hand up. I want you to come down. I, want, I don't want you to leave this place not having the miracle of salvation that God could give you. If you got your hand up, would you go ahead and come on down right now? I want you to know what it means to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If you got your hand up, I see you. I see you. God bless you. Bring them, around, bring them around all the way around. Hey, bring them all the way around to the side. All the way around to the side. Come on. Yeah, walk with them. Will there be another? God bless you. Will there be another? Will there be another? St. Paul, come on. Let's give God praise. Let's go. You, here, this is you demonstrating faith right now. This is you demonstrating faith. 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 This is you demonstrating. You want the miracle of salvation? You need to go ahead and move right now. That's the greatest miracle that God can give you. Can we give God praise for this person that's coming? Can we give God praise for the ones that have already come? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? 
Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Stand right here. Right there. Right there. You good. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? If you want your miracle, I dare you to move right now. If you want your miracle, I dare you to move right now. If you want your miracle, I I dare you to move right now. If you want your miracle, I dare you to move right now. If you're here, if you're watching us online, if you're watching us online, I want you to do me this favor. If you're watching us online, on Facebook, on our website, and you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, type in salvation in the chat. When our digital minister is going to let you know what the next steps are. Or if you listen to us on the telephone or on YouTube, do me this favor. Email us at connect to spbcnc.org or call the church office at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and your number. Someone by 5 o'clock tomorrow is going to reach out to you to let you know what the next steps are. Here's my second call. Here's my second call. There's another miracle that's in the air. And that is the miracle of you understanding you're never alone. You're never by yourself. Of being connected to a family, a church. Of knowing you don't have to go through your struggles by yourself. And so if I'm talking to you right now, I want you to hear me and hear me well. If you're in the house, you don't have a church home. You haven't consistently been going to a church. You've been wandering from place to place. Or you've been watching us online and you're here in this physical space. And you're looking for a family. You're looking for a pastor. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're here right now, you don't have a church home. You're not connected to a church. Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? You don't have a church home. You're not connected to a church. Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? If you don't have a church home or you're not connected to a church, would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? Nothing to be ashamed of. Would you hold up your hand? We're not going to put you on front street. Would you hold up your hand? Would you, if you don't have a church home, if you don't have a church home, if you're not connected to a church, you haven't consistently been going to a church, hold up your hand, 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 hold up your hand. If you have your hand up, if you have your hand up, you're looking for a place to belong. The greatest miracle is community. If you don't have a church home, you're looking for a place to belong. I want to encourage you to come on down. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. And you can become a part of the miracle that God is working on folks like you and me. If you're here right now, you don't have a church home, would you go ahead and just come on down right now? Just go ahead and make that move. That could be the step toward you getting the miracle that God has for you. Will you come? 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 Amen. We've done as commanded. We've done as commanded. And yet there is room at the cross for you. God bless 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 you. St. Paul, can we celebrate all of these that are made? The bold step in faith. You ready to let this thing go and let God do what God wants to do? Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at me. 
I know you got natural family. I know you got, and you got good natural family. But now you got a whole nother family. Got no whole nother family. You ain't by yourself. All right? I'm your brother and a fellow, fellow struggler of faith. You ain't by yourself. And we're going to shout for you as you get ready to go out, okay? We're going to shout for you. Hey, pretty lady. Hey, gorgeous. How you doing? God bless you. Give me fist bump. All right, fist bump. Hey, dear heart. God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you. 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 You made me. No, God made you. 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 Well, God, God, God's, God's got you. Okay. All right. I want you to do me this favor. Follow this lady. Raise your hand, sister. Follow. They we're gonna take you out to the gym, and we're gonna get information on you, and we're gonna let you know what the next steps are. So follow, sister. Man. And if you would, as they head out, can you give God praise for all of these that have come? Come on, we could do a whole lot better than that. We could do a whole lot better than that. Oh, we could do a whole lot better than that. Let's stand on our feet. We're getting ready to get out of here. God is great and greatly to be praised. God is great and greatly to be praised. I want, I want to say something because I don't want y'all to leave with a misconception. And I need to say this. God's house is available for any and everybody. Let me say that again. God's house is available for any and everybody. And, and we're called to walk with people wherever they are. Is that all right? Okay. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. God, we come and we thank you because the greatest miracle you gave us was the miracle of salvation. And as we leave this place in space, thank you, God, for all of those who have taken the walk, the step toward their miracle. And as we prepare to leave from this place in space, but never from your presence or power, keep us in your sovereign care. And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy to all the wise God, our Savior. Be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Can we do the doxology of praise God from whom all blessings flow?
here below. Have a strong, blessed week in the Lord. Amen.